Welcome to our body, YankeeChronicles.com. We are doing a rare morning show with you guys. Um, I'm Bobby Ryan. I'm here with Evan. And we wanted to jump on and the, uh, discuss the Greg Allen trade with the Padres. Um, Evan, I really think that th there could be multiple scenarios to this move. It could either be this is Gardner's replacement, Toppin could be on the move, or Floreal could be on the move on the trade block. What do you think would be the best? You know, what do you think is the the reason that they grabbed this, uh, yeah, this player? I agree with you. I think it's the later two. I think that um, Talkman had some issues last year. I know his power went down significantly. And, um, you know, this isn't a, Greg Allen is not the type of player that you're replacing a, a power with. He's the speed player. Um, he's someone you're going to use as a pinch a hitter, a pinch runner. Um, but we need more depth at that position because, like you said, Florial's value for us has been going down and down and down every year. We, I know we saw him at spring training last year, and I was not impressed by him at all. He has good range. He has good glove. He has good speed. Uh, but that's about it. And if uh, Allen can come in and do the same things that Florial can do, um, then there's no reason not to make the switch, especially because you've seen Allen have at least limited success in the major leagues. So um, I don't think it's to replace Gardner. I think Gardner um, for us would be our fourth outfielder. Um, I think that outfield and pitchers, you need to have as much depth as possible. Those are the positions that get injured. Those are the positions you need to replace. So having a guy like Allen in the minors or on the bench is pretty good, pretty good move for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Greg Allen, you know, the, the one issue is he has no minor league options. So he he's already on the 40 man roster. And the reason, uh, I brought up Floreal is like you were saying, you know, his stock has been, been declining and he was a player that I was really hopeful for, you know, when you were starting to hear about, you know, with Floreal and um, Estrada and all these pitching moms, you know, that they were supposed to be that next group coming up yeah. and he just hasn't been able to put it together or he's not a, but I wouldn't say he was a bust of a prospect, but he just really just never didn't develop the way that the team needed him to. You know, some injuries were not his fault. It was just for, you know, he put in a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's one of the reasons. I think he would be in a more, uh, he's definitely on the trade block. I think that before it declines even more, I think if he could have a strong um, spring training, that they could build him back up a little bit and put him on the move if he makes it onto the uh, makes it through that far through the off season. And we all know the off season is just not moving. Yeah, so, not, not at all. I mean, we we pretty much have seen three impact moves, and they've all been on the Padres. Yeah, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, that was the other thing. Everybody was all, oh, all right, now things are gonna finally start moving, and then they just went dead silent again. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's beating a dead horse. But, you know, the, the, the baseball really needs to reevaluate how they timed out their offseason. Because unless you're the, the fans like you and I are and the rest of our team, people don't have interest. It, nobody's talking about baseball. 
you know, where you have other sports where 12 months out of the year, they're on, they're on the tip of everybody's tongue and baseball is only when the season's going on. So they really need to, re, you know, they need to reevaluate how they promote their off season and keep themselves relevant in the news streams. Yeah. I think it's promoted, promoted beyond just the sport itself. You know, it's, Sports is a form of entertainment, but if you look at uh, NFL, even the NHL, they market all their, you know, to be video games, to be merchandise. There's just, there's more involved for the fans to do with that. With baseball, there's one baseball video game and it's on one system and it's expensive as hell. That alienates an entire, you know, other half. You know, you yeah. have to be a PlayStation user. I don't know. I think they've talked about switching that, but that's that's an issue in itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really it, they're not helping themselves at all. So, but back to to Greg Allen, um, his numbers aren't. You know, they don't jump off the page at you. He's not. You know. Uh, uh, potential superstar but he can be he would have fit in really nice with in uh the next man up season mm-hmm. um you know he would have been one of those players that really put made an impact on a, on a in a season that could fall apart so i really uh, the more i was looking at it and watching highlight you know highlight videos on youtube you know when he played the uh, his best year was in 2018 with the Indians. Mm-hmm. We had a, you know, in uh, he had a 257 batting average in 91 games. You know, not all star numbers, but solid. Yeah. And I, I I think that the Yankees really did a good job with this pickup, and we didn't it didn't cost us really much. It cost us one pitching prospect with Reeves. Yeah. So. I think the Yankees scored a W on this one. Yeah, I also I think there's a curve with batting average because if, if you look at a a 250 hitter, um, compared to the fact that there are a ton of hitters in the league who are hitting close to you know 200 or under into the yeah. 100 mark, 250 is pretty damn good. I mean, DJ LeMay, you led the league with almost 400 batting average. That's elite in baseball. That's, yeah. Not yeah, you don't see that anymore. Special players do that. So if you're hitting 250, I tend to give you a pretty good pass if okay. you do other things well. And his speed is phenomenal. The problem with the Yankees is we constantly try to bring these speed players in, and yet we never use them. We don't know how to use them. We don't use them the right way. I mean, look at the whole reason we brought – Jacoby Ellsbury here. We thought we were going to have a dynamic speed duel in Jacoby and Brett Gardner at the top of the lineup. Never worked. No, no. Ellsbury kind of robbed the Yankees, you know, six ways to Sunday. Yeah. And really just never, never had an impact on on the, on the games. You know, that was such a disappointing sign. And it wasn't the player that, I didn't have an issue with them signing the player. It was the the, the year the the contract itself just rattled my mind. I, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I think it was everything about that off season. When we lost Cano, I think they panicked and thought, uh, you know, we need to get some players to yeah. to get our fans back on board. But 
you're replacing a potential Hall of Fame second baseman with three slightly above average players who don't have the impact that we needed. I mean, McCann was okay. Um, Ellsbury's contract was terrible. And I think we got Beltron pretty close after that too. But, um, yeah. you know, it didn't, it didn't do anything for us. You know, that leaves me to question what, what the hell is going on with, with all of this with, Yasiel Puig. Do we really need? We don't need him. We we don't need a, a we don't need to to go that route where we get another retread player. Is because you know we had a couple of good years, you know. And where's he going to play? He doesn't have a position. I mean, if if you bring him in, I think you would have to get rid of Brett Gardner. Um, but like I said before, the depth for outfield is really important. So do you bring him in thinking we're going to get some people injured? I don't know. He's a righty hitter. We need another lefty. Like, I just – I don't understand why we are even looking at a right-handed power bat. We don't need another right-handed power bat that can't play defense. It just doesn't help us. No. Might as well go and get Cespedes, you know. Exactly. They're the same player. Him and Puig are exactly the same player. I'd say Puig is probably slightly better, but it's not by much. The health factor, he's much better. But other than that, really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the lefty bat, there's so many options you can go to for the outfield. You know, you you don't need to, to, to work to keep digging into these retreads. You know, just let, let him go somewhere else and play. You know, and I hope he does have it. You know, I never wish any player to have a bad year unless you're playing against the Yankees. You know, so it, it's – I just think we, we, we can go a younger, uh, more versatile route than, re, you know, than grabbing Puig. If it was five years ago, I'd be all for it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> all those years ago, I actually wanted Cespedes before he signed with the A's. Then when I saw what his career become with the A's and the Red Sox and Detroit, I was yeah. like, I don't want anything to do with this guy. So, you know, we dodged a bullet. No, we did. Yeah, I think we. I also wanted Yosemani Tomas, the idiot on Arizona who turned into nothing. He's overweight and sloppy. Yeah. No, there's been a few players that I'm like, oh, how did we miss out on him? And then you're like, oh, well, he dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah. exactly. You know, so sometimes Cashman knows what he's doing, most times not. You know, the fact that we're still not talking about impactful moves. Is very, you know, it's, it's unsettling. It's, 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 it's also annoying. too because George Steinbrenner was the ultimate fan who lived yeah. his dream, got the team he wanted, and turned it into something special. But he was just as chaotic as we were as the fans, which is why we accepted him as the owner. He yeah. made plenty of terrible, I need this player now moves. And, you know, it, it, it was fun. But I think the expectations for us having gone through the 90s is that every offseason we're going to get another impact player no matter what. 
Yeah. So now when we have two, three, four seasons where you maybe only get one or two over those four off seasons, it's pretty frustrating as a Yankees fan. We want to see one every year. Yeah. No, it's definitely. And even at the trade deadline, sometimes we go berserk. You know, yep. we got to get this player or don't even waste your time. You know, sometimes we're right and sometimes we're wrong. Remember when we got Lance Berkman and everyone thought he was going to win us a World Series? Yeah. You know, then the, <laughs> you know and there were, there, were, there were fans that um, didn't want to make, you know, that wanted no part of Verlander when he was, you know, being traded from Detroit. I was one of them. I wanted no oh, part I did, of him. I, I was like, you know, he's on a decline. Why are you going to, you know, and then look what happened. But that's I'm also – that we didn't do it because if you look back on that time period, the reason why – Yankees didn't jump on that is he was making $28 million a season for the next two or three years. Yeah. That cost more than our entire infield judge Hicks and Severino. Yeah. It's like yep. eight years right there. You're not going to spend that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the other reason why Cashman has been moving slow these last couple of years, because you, you still, you know, if, the fans never want to get rid of anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we had that discussion on the other group last week, I believe. And we got to pay these guys. Yep. You know, Judge is going to want to get paid. Torres is going to want to get paid. Who knows what's going to happen with Sanchez this year if he survives the year with us. Yeah. You know, because I still think that that's a possibility that if he starts to improve, that's when they're going to pull the trigger and move him. You know, so they have to be a little, you know, we think that, you know, as fans, we like to have this imaginary endless piggy bank, Mm -hmm. you know, and think that, you know, Cashman goes home and he takes dives in his money pool like Scrooge McDuck. You know, (laughs) so it's, that's not reality. You know, it's when you, it's like a game of chess. You got to always think a few moves ahead. Yeah. Which is what Cashman does constantly, and it's the reason why we didn't get um, Corbin. It's the reason why we said if we sign Corbin for the amount of money he got for the Nationals, we will not be able to get Cole. We wouldn't get Cole, and we wouldn't get DJ. So we let him go, we let Harper go, we let Machado go, and we went Cole and DJ. Unfortunately, it might not work out because – you know, we should have given DJ a longer contract, but um, I, I think we made the right decision. Yeah, not the right decision. You know, as much as we all want DJ LeMahieu back on the team, you know, he's an impactful player. He's, he's great for the market, you know, and he's, he's a proven winner. You know, he, he, he plays the game the way it should be played by everybody. Yeah. You know, it's all heart and hustle. But could it be that Cashman's doing the same thing this year like he did with Corbin, where he's looking at next year's market with all the shortstops that are going to be available, you know, and doesn't want to tie Torres to that shortstop position, even though I still, you know, I think he is capable of improving at that position. Yeah. I I think that he's a better fit at second base. However, um, 
if you're going to keep him there this year, then I imagine they are looking towards next year as a possible replacement. Because if he has another bad year, you're going to have a hard time justifying uh, letting him go into his fourth season trying as a shortstop when his best season was his first as a second baseman. You know, they can't really sell on that. Um, If I were the Yankees at this point in the offseason, I would go hard for Lindor. If if they're not comfortable with Torres at shortstop, then just make the huge impact move, say thanks, DJ, we appreciate it, and take that DJ money and try to get Bauer for one year. Because if you add Lindor and you add Bauer, those are two huge impact moves that I think would get us the World Series. Yeah, I, I agree. And I still think that even with those two moves, you would have enough pieces to then go to Cincinnati and try to get Castile as well. Because I don't think Lindor is going to be as big uh, a trade um, as we discussed last time, like I've mentioned multiple times. I think that he can cost less. I think Castile is going to cost almost everything. So if you can try to get those three players, it's huge. It'll be difficult. But that's that's the route that I would drastically go for now, especially after you see what the Padres did. See, I would focus more on a Castile deal than a Lindor deal, only because we really need help with that rotation. I don't – that is not a championship rotation. They, that's something that they really need to start addressing. and. Getting you know, getting solid arms behind Cole. Yeah, His Cole can't pitch every game. Yeah, if you if you went that other route and did Castillo, Bauer, and DJ, that's the same impact. It's just slightly different, but it's the same thing. I think you need those three players to really, you know, shift how, how it's gonna be in New York. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen. Uh, thanks for hearing us out today. A uh, little short episode, but you know, really, uh, we wanted to jump on the, uh, the discussion with Alan and uh, get our thoughts out there. Aside, you know, but uh, listen up for, uh, watch out for on Sunday. And we'll have our regular show going on. We actually have two uh, two uh, episodes coming out, so we'll have our our women's show back, and then our regular show Sunday night. So on behalf of everybody at YankeeChronicles.com, I hope everybody enjoys the rest of your week. Stay safe, stay healthy. Bye. Peace.